This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone, for this Tuesday, August 9th, 2022. I'm Nick Madawa. And I'm David Atkins. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, a look at why the FBI searched Mar-a-Lago. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Rebecca Law will be in with a Metro Huntington weather forecast, and the current temperature outside is a partly cloudy 91 degrees. And now, on to our top story. They call him El Jefe. He is at least 12 years old, and his crossing of the heavily guarded U.S.-Mexico border has sparked celebrations on both sides. A coalition of conservative uh, conservative groups say El Jefe, or The Boss, is one of the oldest Jaguars on record along the frontier and one of few known to have crossed a border partly lined by a wall and other infrastructure to stop traffickers and migrants. That assessment is based on photographs taken over the years. Jaguars can be identified by their spots which serve as a kind of unique fingerprint. Albuquerque police say they have identified the primary suspect in the killings of four Muslim men in New Mexico's largest city. The city's police chief today announced the update on Twitter. Chief Harold Medina says officers found the vehicle that investigators believe was involved in a recent murder of a Muslim man in Albuquerque. The driver is believed to be the primary suspect in the deaths. No other information was immediately available. Police say they will provide an update this afternoon. The victims are Naim Hussein, Mohammed Afzal Hussein, Aftab Hussein, and Mohammed Ahmadi. The killings begin began in November with Ahmadi's death. Ahmad Arbery is being honored by his hometown after stiff sentences for hate crimes against the white men who chased and killed him. Dozens of people joined Arbery's family on a sweltering street corner today as Brunswick City officials unveiled signs designating a 2.7-mile roadway as honorary Ahmad Arbery Street. Arbery was fatally shot February 23, 2020 after being chased by three men in pickup trucks who wrongly suspected him of committing crimes. Father and son Greg and Travis McMichael were sentenced to life terms for hate crimes by a federal judge yesterday. Their neighbor, William Roddy Bryan, got 35 years. All three had already received life sentences in a Georgia court for Arbery's murder. U.S. health officials are endorsing a new monkeypox vaccination strategy designed to stretch limited supplies by allowing health professionals to vaccinate up to five people instead of one with each vial. The so-called dose-sparing approach uses just a fraction of the typical amount of Genios vaccine and administers it with an injection just under the skin rather than into deeper tissue. Recipients would still get two shots spaced four weeks apart. 
The highly unusual step announced today is a stark acknowledgement that the U.S. currently lacks the supplies needed to vaccinate everyone seeking protection from the rapidly spreading virus. The FBI's unprecedented surge of former President Donald Trump's Florida residents is ricocheting around government, po- uh, politics, and a polarized country. Trump and his allies are complaining, and others are wondering today why the Justice Department, notably cautious under Attorney General Merrick Garland, decided to take such a dash- drastic step. The FBI searched Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate as part of an investigation into whether he took classified records there from the White House. That's according to people familiar with the matter who spoke on condition of anonymity to discuss an ongoing investigation. Trump says agents opened a safe at his home and he likens their search to, quote, procedural misconduct, unquote. And coming up, West Virginia University studies identity. That and more news from across the tri-state. When News Center 88 returns right after this. Tired of the same old music every day? Check out our selection of alternative music like... Check us out Tuesday through Thursday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Monday through Wednesday at night, 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. Get your dose of the latest and greatest of the progressive indie and alternative genre. Only the best on WMUL 88.1 The Cutting Edge. Welcome back to News Center 88, with the best newscast in the state of West Virginia by the Associated Press. I'm Nick Madawa. And I'm David Atkins. A West Virginia man accused of secretly recording a foreign exchange student has been charged with possessing child porn. State troopers received a complaint in April from the 17-year-old student who reportedly received, who reportedly she found a hidden camera in the bathroom of her host home. Police say a search warrant led to the discovery of another camera in the student's bedroom. Authorities say 55-year-old Daryl Wells of Barbersville was arrested yesterday after the conclusion of a digital forensic investigation. He was charged with possession of child pornography and criminal invasion of privacy. It wasn't clear if he has a lawyer. A tax credit of up to $7,500 could be used to defray the cost of an electric vehicle under the Inflation Reduction Act, now moving toward final approval in Congress. But the auto industry warns that the vast majority of EV purchases won't qualify for a tax credit that large. That's mainly because of the bill's requirement that to qualify for the credit, an electric vehicle must contain a battery built in North America with minerals mined or recycled on the continent, and those rules become more stringent over time to the point where in a few years it's possible that no electric vehicles could qualify for the tax credit. A Charleston area lawmaker is stepping down from the West Virginia House of Delegates to become a senior advisor to Governor Jim Justice. 
Republican Delegate Larry Pack of Kanawha County said yesterday that he will withdraw his name from the November general election. He was set to run against Democratic Delegate Kayla Young after the lawyer. My apologies. Lawmakers were thrust together to compete in a newly created district. Pack is a businessman who was first elected to the House of Delegates in 2020. The Kanawha County Republican Executive Committee will be responsible for choosing a candidate to take Pack's spot on the ballot. Tennessee-based HCA Healthcare Incorporated says it will give up to $400,000 to assist with relief to those affected by flooding in eastern Kentucky. The company said yesterday it will contribute $100,000 to the American Red Cross, $100,000 to the Team Eastern Kentucky Flood Relief Fund, up to $50,000 in HCH, HCA Healthcare Direct Relief Grants to Galen College of Nursing Students with Disaster Needs, at least 100000 throw in kind donations to meet critical community needs, and up to 50000 in colleague matching gifts. At least 37 people have died since last month's floods, which dropped 8 to 10 to 1.5 inches of rain in 48 hours. The number of teenagers living in Appalachia who identify as transgender, non-binary, or other diverse gender identities may be higher than previously thought. More than 7% of young people who participate in a survey recently published by West Virginia University Resources said they had a gender identity that did not fully align with the sex they were assigned at birth. A 2017 study by UCLA Laws the Williams Institute estimated that West Virginia had the highest per capita rate of transgender youth in the country at just over 1%. Close to 3,000 students in grades 7 to 12 in Appalachian public schools were anonymously surveyed during school hours. Coming up next, Chipotle to pay New York City workers $20 million for violating labor laws. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. But mom, don't but mom me. You heard what the doctor said. I'm fine. I just got my bell rung. It's not like I blacked out. You've had headaches, dizzy spells, and you're just not yourself. That's not feeling fine. Come on. I can't miss the game. It's still serious even if you didn't black out. It's better to miss one game than the whole season. All concussions are serious. Know the warning signs and never let your child return to play before a health care professional says it's okay. A message from CDC. Aw, the radio won't work. You should worry less about that radio and concentrate on fishing. Besides, there's nothing good to listen to on the radio nowadays. Here we go again. Back in my day, music was good. They played all those good oldies that I love. Of course, they were called newies back then. But Grandpa, if we turn to 88.1 WMUL, we can listen to oldies. Huh? We can also listen to alternative, blues, jazz, hip-hop, and more. All that in one station? Then hurry up, boy, get that radio working. 88.1 WMUL, the cutting edge since 1961. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best news program by the National Broadcasting Society. I'm Nick Padua. And I'm David Atkins. A grand jury in Mississippi has declined to indict the white woman whose accusation set off the lynching of black teenager Emmett Till nearly 70 years ago. Today's news comes in the wake of revelations about an unserved arrest warrant and un. 
published memoir by the woman. Leflore County District Attorney Dwayne Richardson says the grand jury determined that there was insufficient evidence to indict Caroline Bryant Donham on charges of kidnapping or manslaughter. The news that the grand jury had declined to charge Donham makes it increasingly unlikely that she will ever be prosecuted for her role in the events that led to Till's lynching. A suburban Dallas man who invaded who evaded arrest for more than 12 years after being accused of fatally shooting his two teenage daughters in 2008 has been convicted in their deaths. Jurors today found 65-year-old Yasir Said guilty of capital murder in the deaths of 18-year-old Amina Said and 17-year-old Sarah Said. He will receive an automatic life sentence. Prosecutor Lauren Black has said, uh, has said Said is, quote, obsessed with possession and control, unquote. Sisters were found shot to death in a taxi near a Dallas-area hotel on New Year's Day in 2008. But a week earlier, they and their mother fled their home, the Dallas suburb of Louisville, to escape said. Prosecutors say a Missouri man has been charged in the fatal shooting of a neighbor after an argument about lawn mowing. The Jackson County Prosecutor's Office says 42-year-old Samuel Avery of Kansas City is charged with second-degree murder and armed criminal action in the death of 41-year-old Warner Trotter. Court documents say Avery told investigators he shot Trotter on Sunday after the men argued over his lawnmower being too loud. Avery said the next-door neighbors had argued for 10 years. Online court records do not name an attorney who can speak on Avery's behalf. A Wisconsin man has died after his motorcycle struck a black bear on a western Montana highway. The Montana Highway Patrol says the 66-year-old man from Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, was southbound on Montana Highway 83 on Sunday morning when a bear crossed the three-line highway in front of him. He was unable to avoid hitting the bear and was thrown from the motorcycle. The man, who was not wearing a helmet, had died at the scene south of the town of Swan Lake. His name has not been made public. Trooper James Hawkins says state game wardens found the injured bear and shot it. The fast food chain Chipotle Mexican Grill will pay $20 million to current and former workers at its New York City restaurants for violating city labor laws. The settlement between the city and Chipotle was announced today. It covers about 13,000 employees who worked at the chain's New York City outlets between 2017 and this year. The $20 million deal is the largest worker protection settlement in New York City history. Scott Boatwright, Chipotle's chief restaurant officer, said the restaurant chain is pleased to be able to resolve the issue. He said Chipotle has taken steps to improve compliance. Coming up next, Justice Department asks judge to pause Idaho abortion law. All of your daily political update with New Center 88 returns right after this. Here's your cappuccino, miss. Great, thanks. Coffee with cream? Look, almost half of all new STD infections are among young people 15 to 24 years old. Yet most infections have no symptoms. The only way to know for sure is to be tested. 
So GYT, get yourself tested. Visit gytnow.org to find an STD testing location near you. A message from CDC. Merlin, I need your help. The armies of darkness are at Camelot's gates, but Excalibur is destroyed. Fear not, Arthur, for I have in my hands a weapon far more powerful than the world has ever seen. The pure, sweet song of its blade leaving the sheath is able to pierce the air itself. This sword doesn't have a name. It is WMUL, the cutting edge. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Nick Madawa. And I'm David Atkins. The Cook County State's Attorney Office says... Judges have vacated seven murder convictions connected to a retired Chicago police detective accused of framing others who were sent to prison. Another case awaits further court proceedings. State's attorney Kim Fox told reporters today that her office no longer will oppose post-conviction litigation in eight cases following a 2019 review of cases related to allegations of police misconduct involving Reynaldo Guevara. Guevara has never been charged with a crime. He has helped inmates win freedom by repeatedly invoking his constitutional right against self-incrimination or insisting he couldn't remember facts, thus forcing prosecutors to dismiss charges in several cases. For much of the year, small cracks in Donald Trump's political support have been growing. But the FBI search of the former president's Florida estate has unified Republicans behind Trump as almost never before. By today, the day after the unprecedented search, the overwhelming majority of Republican officials were accusing the Biden administration of, quote, weaponizing, unquote, the Justice Department. And for a day, at least, the Republican concerns about Trump's past behavior and political shortcomings were forgotten. The FBI search also triggered a shift among Trump advisors who had been privately urging him to wait until after the midterm elections to announce another presidential run. Suddenly, they were urging him to launch his campaign now. The Indian government took another step toward its climate goals by passing a conservation bill through Parliament's lower house, which makes it easier to put a price on carbon emissions and encourages the use of non-fossil fuels to generate power across the country. The bill sets out a minimum requirement for renewable energy use for corporations and residential buildings. It also gives clean energy users carbon-saving certificates that can be sold or traded and lays out a new energy efficiency standard in homes, which account for 24% of India's electricity use. Israeli troops killed three Palestinian militants in a shootout in the occupied West Bank. During an arrest operation in the city of Nobos, the clash today that left dozens more wounded came a day after a ceasefire ended three days of fighting between Israel and the Palestinian Islamic Jihad militant group in the Gaza Strip. The armed wing of Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas Fatah party has later claimed to be the three as its members. Israel has conducted near-nightly arrest raids in the West Bank, in recent months as part of a crackdown on Palestinian militant groups in the aftermath of a sting of deadly attacks targeting Israelis earlier this year. The U.S. Department of Justice asked a federal judge this week to bar Idaho from enforcing its near-total abortion ban 
while a lawsuit pitting federal health care law against state anti-abortion legislation is underway. The Idaho law is set to automatically take effect on August 25th. It makes it a crime for anyone to perform abortions, punishable by up to five years in prison. Physicians who are charged can defend themselves at trial by arguing that the abortions are necessary to save a patient's life or that they were performed because of rape or incest. Meanwhile, the Wyoming judge is considering whether to put the state's abortion ban on hold while another lawsuit moves forward. And coming up, Rebecca Law will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast, and we will be back with updates on the Russia-Ukraine war. Stay with us. You've supported her through every accomplishment in her life. Cross, pull, I tied my shoes. While your ultimate goal is to teach her to stand on her own. Let go, let go. I can do it. There are things she just can't do without your support. There were drugs and alcohol at the party. Talk with the teens in your life. And if they're in substance abuse treatment and recovery, support them. Help them turn the hardest thing they've ever done into their greatest accomplishment. For information and treatment referral, call 1-800-662-HELP. This is the story of Daniel, who was born two months early. His lungs weren't ready. His heart wasn't ready. His parents could only hope that one day he would leave the hospital healthy and they would all live happily ever after. Daniel's is just one of the more than 500,000 stories of babies born prematurely last year. You can help the March of Dimes stop premature birth and bring more babies home healthy. Learn how at marchofdimes.com. Working together for stronger, healthier babies. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Rebecca Law, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Outside the WMUL studios, it is a partly cloudy 91 degrees. Today, the high is 90 and the low is 71 degrees. There has been a 61% chance of rain all day, which has resulted in a flood watch from today at 2 p.m. through Wednesday at 8 p.m. There is a higher chance of thunderstorms overnight. Tomorrow, we will have a high of 81 and a low of 68 degrees. In the afternoon, there's a 92% chance of rain, which decreases to 87% chance of rain in the evening. There will likely be some gusty winds and thunderstorms all day carrying over into the night. On Thursday, the high will be 83 and the low will be 61 degrees. We will finally have a break from rain for a few days starting on Thursday. All day, there will be partly cloudy skies, which will clear in the later evening. Today's weather word of the day is diamond dust. Diamond dust is a type of precipitation composed of slowly falling and very small ice crystals, which often seem to float in the air. It may fall from a high cloud or from a cloudless sky. It only occurs during frigid temperatures. Diamond dust is observed around 316 days a year in parts of Antarctica. Thank you to weather.com and weatherology.com for this information. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it is a partly cloudy 91 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast for News Center 88. I'm Rebecca Law. Thanks, Rebecca. Now on to Russia and Ukraine news. A senior Russian diplomat says that Moscow's decision to declare a freeze on U.S. inspections of its nuclear arsenals under a key arms control treaty was triggered by Washington's push for a quick visit by inspectors. 
Deputy Foreign Minister Sergei Ryabkov said today the U.S. demand for Russia to immediately allow an inspection trip under the new START treaty looked like a, quote, open provocation, unquote. He added that, quote, a notice about the U.S. intention to perform an inspection on our territory in the nearest days became a trigger, unquote, for the Russian decision to freeze such inspections. The Biden administration had no immediate public response to the move, which came amid soaring U.S.-Russian tensions after Russia's military action in Ukraine. Powerful explosions have rocked a Russian air base in Crimea, and authorities say at least one person was killed and several others wounded. Russia's defense minister says that munitions blew up at the Saki base and that the installation was not shelled. It said no warplanes were damaged, but Ukrainian social networks are abuzz with speculation that it was hit by Ukrainian-fired long-range missiles. Ukrainian authorities have not commented that the base was in fact struck by the Ukrainians. It would mark the first known attack on a Russian military site on the Crimean Peninsula, annexed by the Kremlin in 2014. Estonia and Finland want European countries to stop issuing tourist visas to Russians amid the war in Ukraine. Estonian Prime Minister Kaya Kallis said today that, quote, visiting Europe is a privilege, not a human right, unquote. Her Finnish counterpart, Sanna Marin, says Russians traveling in Europe is, quote, not right, unquote. Estonia and Finland both border Russia and are members of the European Union, which banned air travel from Russia after invaded Ukraine. But Russians can still travel by land to both countries and then take flights elsewhere in Europe. Finnish broadcaster YLE reports that Russian companies have started offering car trips to airports in Finland, which have direct connections to several European destinations. Guerrilla forces loyal to Kiev are killing pro-Moscow officials in a growing challenge to Russia's grip on areas it occupies in southeastern Ukraine. They are blowing up bridges and trains and identifying key targets for the Ukrainian military. The spreading resistance has eroded Kremlin control of those areas and threatened its plans to hold referendums in various cities as a move toward annexation by Russia. One coordinator of the guerrilla movement in the southern region of Kherson told the Associated Press that its goal is, quote, to make life unbearable for the Russian occupiers and use any means to derail their plans, unquote. The guerrilla activity has increased as Ukrainian forces step up their attacks and reclaim areas west of the Nipir forest. Coming up next, Sleepy Spiders. Stay tuned. plan to pollute the airwaves with Nickelback is almost to rotten fruition. We must let our powers combine. Jazz. Avant winning news in sports. Rock and roll. Flashback. Ska. With your powers combined, I am WMUL. Oh no! WMUL's award-winning radio programming is kicking my... 88.1 WMUL. We all share a common journey. We wanted to serve our country and protect the things we love. 
But for some of us, coming home was more of a challenge than we expected. In the service, we had each other's backs, but as veterans, it can sometimes feel like we're all alone. For confidential support, call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1. Chat at VeteransCrisisLine.net or text 838-255. And finally, today on New Center 88, it sounds like the kind of question an inquisitive toddler would ask. Do spiders sleep? It's also a question that has kept some scientists awake at night, until now anyway. Researcher Daniela Rosler and her lab, Buds, found the answer by training cameras on baby jumping spiders at night. The clips show the spider's legs twitched and parts of their eyes flickered, just like what humans do during REM sleep. So it appears the answer is a qualified yes. Other animals, including some birds and mammals, have been shown to experience REM sleep too. There are legions of fans of Spider-Man, who this month marks 60 years in the vast imaginative world of comic books, movies, and merch. The fans say Spider-Man's character's classic costume, complete with a wide-eyed and web-patterned mask, is a key ingredient to the character's appeal across race, gender, and nationality. Almost anyone could imagine themselves behind it as this everyman, an underestimated smarty pants who, after a quick change into head-to-toe spandex, becomes a force for good. Because of this appeal, says Angelique Rocher, an author and host of the Marvel's Voices podcast, quote, we should be open to the possibilities, unquote, of diverse representations of the beloved superhero. For the next several days, at least, it's python season in Florida. More than 800 competitors will be trudging through the Everglades in search of Burmese pythons. The hunt can pay off in more than just bragging rights. There are thousands of dollars in prize money available for those who back members of the invasive reptile species. Florida officials say since 2000, more than 17,000 pythons have been removed from the Everglades ecosystem. And that does it for this summer edition of News Center 88. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University in the tri-state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For David Atkins, Zane Bowles, Rebecca Law, and the entire New Center 88 team, I'm Nick Matawa, and your thought of the day is, walk while you have the light, lest darkness come upon you. John Ruskin, 